for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past, any and all I am looking to last what else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in And only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking And all of these spots keep on talking and talking So what are we talking, what kind of alignment And running it deep, even players forgotten Or came from the bottom, or hitting that topping And this spot is popping, yeah this spot is popping And woo! this is the arm chat yeah. Put up your arms, yeah Sound the alarm, yeah What is going on, guys? Welcome to episode 286 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am, of course, your host, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert77. We are live here every Wednesday and Friday night, Friday being our DFS version. Uh, we're on Facebook Live, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch. Of course, we're in also all major podcast networks. Uh, I'm here with uh, my two co-hosts, one of them that was not here last week. Uh, Gerson, you went to Vegas last week, man. How was it? It was fun, man. I, I profited almost twelve hundred bucks in blackjack. I did awesome, you know. Um, could have had a better a better uh, night, but uh, fucking roulette got my money at the end. Like <laughs> it, it took away a couple couple bills, but it was fun, man. It was just our guys' trip. I'm I honestly missed you guys. Um, mostly uh, Jeff and Tim, not so much Jared, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, and then also, of course, Tim is here feeling a little under the weather. He's going to be powering through this, so uh, excuse him if he has to uh, cough or sneeze or whatever. What's up, Tim? Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Forgive me, forgive me. Uh, maybe I'll hit a sick call today. We'll see. But yeah, definitely powering through today. Happy to be here. Uh, happy to have G back in the show. Just not. I love you, Jared, but just not the same without you, G. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, as always, guys, if you're watching us on Twitter, we cannot see your comments in the chat roll. So please go find us on YouTube at youtube.com backslash going for two live. Make sure you hit that subscribe button while you're there. Uh, if you're in the chat, watch this on YouTube. If you don't hit that like button yet, please do so. It helps us out, helps our rankings so we can get some more some more followers and subscribers. So please do that. All right, let's go ahead and hit the weekly run. The weekly rewind. 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 All right, Tim. One good, one bad. What did you have last week? Yeah, I had a chub for chub. That's right. Nick Chubb came through for me in a big way. Unfortunately, every running back hit last week, so he didn't really do that well for me. But I was happy that one of my locks finally came through. The one bad for me was James Robinson, man. He absolutely killed me. Really, just the whole Jaguars. Because I had another great, uh, great lineup that was ruined by Christian Kirk. So just fuck all the Jaguars last yeah. week. They ruined a bunch of my lineups. <laughs> definitely, definitely did. Gerson, what do you got for your one good, one bad? Yeah, my one good, I, I definitely called Taysom Hill. That's for sure. You know? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't call that. Yes. I'm just kidding. Jeff like fucking Anchorman. He just read what's on the screen, you know? Read what's on the screen. Like, uh, no, um. Honestly, if I had a one good last week, the Cowboys defense, I went locked them in 100% exposure to them. Um, I mean, 
no bad call at all, man. I mean, I wake up every morning, I piss accident, you know. I mean, <laughs> See, I Gerson, Gerson can say that because he wasn't on the show last week, so we have no video evidence of any of his calls. So he can say he had no bad plays because we can't prove it. So I like it. I like hey, it. I will give a shout-out to Jared, a.k.a. the Yeti, man. Last week he was all over Brees Hall, who absolutely smashed. Said it was Brees Hall week all week long, so – Hope y'all got on breeze. Definitely good stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get let me get this out of the way. Now, Jared, I know I've been hard on you, but here's the truth. Yeah, you did pretty good, man. I'm glad you can replace me for one week. <laughs> good job, bud. I'm very proud of you. Thanks for thanks for covering me on this show and the Sunday show. I fucking I was not gonna make it at a Sunday show because I was so busy trying to do research and shit and catch up. Yeah, so I thank figured. You, yep, good stuff. Yeah, appreciate it, Jerry. I don't know if you're in the chat tonight or not, or if you're working, but appreciate you coming on last week. So my one good, one bad. Uh, my one good was Raheem Mostert. Um, he was my value running back. I think uh, we had very few last week for value running backs. I think Tim, you didn't even have any value running backs last week, and I don't think uh, Jerry did either. I had two two guys. Raheem Mostert was one of them. Uh, he had a pretty good week. And then my one bad, I actually had two bads I wanted to mention. One of them was Debo Samuel. Uh, I locked him into my cash lineup, and it almost killed me. Thank God for Raheem Mostert having his big game, or he would have probably, Debo would have killed me. And the other one was bad was, uh, Tim already mentioned him, but I had the stack with the with the Jaguars. I had the, the Trevor Lawrence, and I had Christian Kirk. That whole stack was just not good, not good at all. Oh, so it was brutal. All right, let's put all that behind us, and let's get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks all right we're gonna go to you first tim talk about uh the the second guy on your list there yeah i mean there's one game uh, gerson's gonna talk about here in a minute that everybody's gonna be playing this week right so i think right from the top you have to try and find ways to be different so if you're not gonna play uh that game uh i'm gonna go to what you know the next game on my list which is arizona and seattle so i'm gonna play kyler murray I really like Kyler Murray this week. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be playing a certain running back for that team that we'll talk about later. Uh, So to kind of pivot off that chalk, uh, I'm going to play the passing game, right? So Kyler Murray, two of his receivers, bring it back with somebody on Seattle. I'm going to have a good exposure there. I think he's a great play this week. Good stuff. Yeah, and and just speaking of pivoting, I think those two quarterbacks would be pretty popular. But uh, don't forget about L. Jacks, Lamar Jackson going against the Giants. They're 24th DVOA versus the pass. And, of course, his legs also kind of help him out as well. So I think he's going to be much uh, lower owned uh, because you're either paying up for the guy Gerson's going to talk about or you're paying a little bit more down to get Murray. So L. Jacks kind of sounds in the middle there. I think he has lower ownership at 8.1 against the Giants. And I think he's a good play this week. Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, Gerson, you got your lock of the week here. All right, guys, brace yourself. I got some fucking stats for you guys. Josh Allen has dominated high total game. He's averaging 31.3 drafting fantasy points per game over the last three years with a total of higher than 52. 31.3. Keep that in mind. That's 31 points. That basically looks like locked in, right? Um, and then he averaged 30, 30 points in 58% of those games, basically, you know? So, like, that's 58% of those games. But, like, the thing is, I'm looking at this stuff. Patrick Mahomes has never been an underdog at yeah. home. Oh, he's going to take this shit personal. And I don't know about you guys, but as a Raiders fan, 
That motherfucker still looks good as hell without, even with like no Tyreek Hill. It sucks because I'm a Raiders fan. But the other thing is, he's averaging, uh, he, he's on pace to average 1.6 more fantasy points in historically for quarterback fantasy points per game, which is Lamar Jackson that held it before. So, I mean, he's an MVP favorite too. He's at plus 200. Yep. He's playing at all, all high level. In this game environment, I'm going to have so much exposure to the game that if this game doesn't hit, guys, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to afford the light bill <laughs> coming next week, dude. So maybe I might not be here. I might be here. Or I might just go to Vegas and try to win that money back, you know? <laughs> yeah, if, if, if that game the game doesn't hit, Gerson won't be here next week. It'll be Jared Good sitting in that chair. <laughs> It'll be Jared. I mean, I heard he has a great mic, so we'll be good. Don't worry about it, guys. Uh, but no, um, I'm all in on Josh Allen, man. Uh, this is the week. I, I do this probably once a year where I see a game, and I love this game. I'll give you guys some pivot points, but it will be very hard to me to sway, to sway me away from this game. So give me Josh Allen um, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I think people don't realize this, but this is a, he's taking this personal. This is a team that eliminated him last year in the playoffs. Yep. He's going to come out there slamming. And... He has his whole weapon of Arsenal healthy. Dawson not going to play. Isaiah McKenzie's good to go. Sh- uh, Shakira, she'll be there too. <laughs> uh, Gabriel Davis will be there. Stefan Big, can you dig it, sucker? He'll be there. You know, um, even uh, I don't know if you guys know who Rachel Bush is, but she'll be there. She's really hot too. <laughs> Rachel, really hot, check, out her. check out her IG. Oh, man. All right, we'll go ahead and talk about your pivot point, too, because that's the only other elite quarterback that we have on the slate. You kind of mentioned him just briefly there, but talk about Patrick Mahomes a little so, bit. Um, point, I was so shocked to see this ownership. I thought it was going to be higher. I thought it was going to be like 8 9 10%, you know? No, no. It's Mr. Patrick Mahomes. You can get cheap in this game with Patrick Mahomes. His, his weapons are cheap. His wide receivers are cheap. MVF, um, Juju, uh, Poo Poo Schuster, um, <laughs> Guy Moore, um, Travis Kelsey's expensive, but you can find a way to get cheap with him. I love Patrick Mahomes, same game environment. And, dude, Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost a stat. I know people are saying, oh, Tyreek Hill is gone. Dude, he's still averaging almost the same amount of fantasy points without Tyreek Hill. Yep. So I don't, I don't see nothing that's slowing down Patrick Mahomes. And if you want to do a great pivot, you go to him. Because let's say yeah. the city pulls away. Let's say Kansas City goes up 21 nothing. What are you going to do now? It's going to be it's, it's a contrarian play. He's got three touchdowns already in the first half. And we've seen it. Patrick Mahomes has gone off for three touchdowns in one quarter. To the fucking Raiders, I know that. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. But, sorry, guys. I feel like I'm, I have so much energy because I miss you guys. I miss this show. One week and I'm gone. Good stuff. All right. We'll move down into the mid-tier here, and I'll take the first guy. Uh, Tom Brady going up against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their 18th DUA versus the pass. And that secondary is just decimated. Mick and Fitzpatrick is out. Uh, a couple of their cornerbacks are also ruled out. So they were already kind of middle of the pack, just below middle of the pack uh, with those guys. Now the guys are going to be all out. Uh, so I think Brady's a great play at 6.3. His price tag is still really good for Tom Brady. Uh, we saw a little bit of it in the last couple of weeks that they're just really a pass-heavy team right now. So I think Brady at 6.3 is an awesome play. And then we really only have two mid-tier quarterbacks. So, uh, Tim, I'll let you take the other mid-tier quarterback that we have there. 
Yeah, it's Geno season. First of all, I want to mention Tom Brady. Uh, with Minka Fitzpatrick out, they actually rate right out as the worst defense against the pass, 32nd uh, de- uh, in terms of uh, points given up. So I love the Brady. I'm going to have a lot of Brady this week. But I want to talk about Geno. And the thing about Geno is, like I said, I've said it every week in my thread on the DFS roundtable, is that it's Geno's world and we're just living in it. He continues to be number one in the league in terms of completion percentage over expectation. He's still 5,700. Uh, I think uh, everybody is going to be paying up for quarterback this week and for good reason. Uh, but if you're looking for somebody to save a little money that's still got some good upside, I love Gino. I think he's got great stacking options. He's consistently turned out almost 20 points a game every week. Uh, so I think he's a great value and also a great play in tournament. Yeah, and he has the best quote of the year as well when they said, he said, they wrote me off. I just didn't write back. <laughs> that was a great yeah. quote. <laughs> All right, so that, those are two mid-tiers. Gerson, you don't have any uh, value uh, quarterbacks listed there. So, Tim, I'm going to go to you and let you talk about this guy for once because I have another quarterback that I'm going to talk about. So, No, you're not going to do this to me, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll tell you. This one hurts because we love to give Jeff shit about playing Jimmy G and saying that every week is Jimmy G week. <laughs> uh, but it is really maybe Jimmy G week. We've said every week on this show you attack the Atlanta Falcons through the air. We saw last week uh, just get absolutely decimated by Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette. And I think I'm going to go back. I call it the puke stack, right? Is you don't feel good about doing a lineup with Jimmy G. Uh, but I love his weapons this week. I love that he's playing against a terrible Falcons defense. So I think he's going to absolutely smash. And nobody feels comfortable when they click Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely not. So oh, the other guy... The other guy I wanted to talk about, and I was surprised that he was this cheap because he's down there with some of the backup quarterbacks, and that's Daniel Jones at 5.2 uh, going up against Baltimore. I had a couple stats on him. Uh, so the last time I had him as, as a play uh, was, was week four is when he had those two rushing touchdowns. Obviously, you know, a lot of upside is tied to his legs. Uh, he last week didn't have a ton of rushing yards, but he had 10 attempts. So, I mean, the, the, the attempts are definitely still there. So even though he didn't have a, a very, very many rushing yards, he's still good there. Uh, and then... I have a stat that I got from FTN Fantasy that no team gives up more points to the quarterback position than the Ravens do, and they're also bottom 10 in rushing yards allowed to the quarterback. So uh, if Jones is going to have a good game, it'll probably be on the ground. Uh, so I do think that Jones at 5.2, he's just too cheap to not try to get into some of the lineups. Um, stacking options are a little bit suspect, but I think uh, Gerson might have a guy a little bit later on. If you want to get really sneaky, you can probably stack him with his, uh, his sick call that we'll talk about later on today. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? I feel like we should just eliminate the top tier of tight ends because we just basically plug these two guys in every single week. But uh, Gerson, talk about one of those guys there. You know what? I'm just going to talk about both of them. It's just it's just too straightforward. Kyler Kelsey, great game environment. Vegas Toto, great matchup. You said Mike Andrews, he's a Mandrew. Like, He's going to get all the volume. Devin DuVernay, um, Rondo, uh, what's his name? Rashad Bateman, not, I, he's not even healthy. Dude, just play those two top guys. They do cost you uh, quite a penny, but I think just, every week they should be in your player pool. Yeah, and I, with those two guys, when you look at their price point, don't think they're tight ends. They're wide receivers. 
they're putting up their receiver numbers if you compare yeah. them to receivers. So you're basically putting a receiver at your tight end position. So I wouldn't think about it, oh, I got to pay up for tight end. If you're putting them there, you're playing four wide receivers. If you put a free receiver in your flex, you're playing five wide receivers. So that that's kind of how I look at those two guys. All right, let's move down into the to the mid-tier here, Tim, and t- tell me who you got in your mid-tier. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Zach Ertz. Uh, I love Zach Ertz this week. He's one of my favorite plays. He's going to be super chalky, uh, but I think for good reason. Uh, Seahawks basically were the worst team, if not the worst team, against tight ends. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, I actually had a stat here. Give me one second. I'm pulling up the chart. First of all, every week, as you guys know, I post a chart on DFS Roundtable. The Seahawks give the most fantasy points per target to tight ends, 2.17 points per target. Zach Ertz is averaging about 10 targets per game. I don't want to say you can lock in 20 fantasy points, but at 4.9, I think he's too cheap. Uh, I'm going to have him in cash, and I'm going to have a lot in tournament. Yeah, I like that. Garrison, do we still have audio? Because I know your, your screen is frozen, but can you still hear us? I'm going to take that as a no. All right, so we'll wait for Garrison to come back. I'll talk about one of the guys that I have on my list. Uh, Dawson Knox, fully healthy, uh, 3.4. I know he hasn't been great this year, but we've talked about this game already. It's a high total game at 3.4. It gives you some cheap exposure to this game. And, you know, Dawson Knox, we've seen it in the past where he can be a red zone threat. If he catches two touchdowns, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, risky play, obviously GPP only. Uh, but Dawson Knox, like I said, gives you cheap exposure to that game. If you want to get some exposure and you don't want to pay up for some of those higher price guys, uh, get Dawson Knox there uh, at 3.4. We got Gerson back, I think. Gerson, can you hear us? And oh, there he is. I think we got you, Gerson. At least you're moving. Can you hear us? While we're bringing in Gerson, I'll just mention real quick, Dawson Knox was limited all week, so make sure you check out the Sunday show to make sure he plays. I think uh, they took away the injury tag, I believe, last I heard. Oh, they did? Okay, yeah. I still show him questionable. I, I got the sleeper alert. I don't know how, how, how reliable that is, but it says his uh, status has been changed from questionable to healthy, so I'm going to assume that okay. he was taken off. Good, All right, so we, okay. we still don't have Gerson, so uh, let's talk about another one of your guys there, Tim. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll talk about um, Tyler Higby. I mean, this is basically the guy I've been playing every week in cash. I mean, what other tight end is getting more than 10 targets a week that's not named Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews? I mean, it's ridiculous. Last week, as bad as the Rams looked in that game, if he was looking up, he was looking at Cooper Cup. T open? No. Travis Kelsey? No. Force the ball into him. So anytime you're getting any player that gets 10 targets a week for 4,600, it's too cheap. And it's, uh, you know, plug him in at tight end. We have so many other plays. I think you can get there. I mentioned I'm going to have Zach Ertz, but if I'm not going to play Zach Ertz, I'm probably playing Tyler Higby. All right. I like it. And we still don't have Gershon yet, so I'll kind of mention one of his plays. Uh, He has the Zach Ertz and Higby as well, but he also has George Kittle as his pivot. Uh, George Kittle at 5.1. We've already talked about Jimmy G and the Atlanta Falcons and how bad their defense is. Uh, George Kittle has been slowly kind of working back to health. Uh, he got a bunch yeah. of targets last week. I think he had like six targets. Didn't do much with him, but George Kittle has always led the league or been close to the top of the league in yards after the catch. So I think eventually he's going to break one of these. So at 5.1. And Gerson, you're back. So I was talking about George Kittle. You had him as your, one of your pivot plays. If you want to just kind of pick up where I left off. Hey, Jeff, you were right. Knox was completely cleared. It, uh, tag has been removed. Good deal. Gerson, are you there? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, guys. Um, so, Joy Kittle. Uh, yeah, man. Joy Kittle, the reason why I love him in this game, is, uh, in this week, is because he. I think he's the biggest pivot point you can find here. And we get one smash game a year, maybe two, 
But this game, I just think he's going to be heavily targeted. And he's 5.1K, right? I'm correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, he is. I can't remember the last time George Kittle was that lowly priced. Maybe I'm wrong, but give me him at the pivot point. I mean, you can go away from – did you guys talk about Higby and Hurts already? We did, yes. Yeah, we did. All right. So you can pivot away from them. Cheap, I mean, not cheaper than Zach Ertz, not cheaper than them, but cheaper than Mark Andrew and Travis Kelsey. So it's a great pivot for a guy that had just as much ceiling as Andrew and Kelsey. So you're saving two yeah. grand, almost almost three grand away from Kelsey, you know? Yep. So you can pay up elsewhere. All right, let's move down into the value tier. And I don't have any value tight ends, at least technically, I don't have any value tight ends. We'll talk about yeah. that later. Uh, but Tim, give me one of your value guys. Yeah, I'm going to go with the guy that I've been playing basically every week. And if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, uh, the famous uh, Detroit Lions Seattle week, uh, if you played Tyler or sorry, uh, TJ Hawkinson, you pretty much won all the money. If you were dumb like me and played David and Joku, you did not win all the money. But I'm going to keep playing David and Joku. The target uh, volume is excellent. And he's just, again, too cheap. DraftKings refuses to price him up. He's still 4000 So we were talking about all those guys we love in the mid-range, Higby, Ertz, and Kittle. Uh, but if you want to pay up for some of those high-priced guys we've been talking about, I think uh, Njoku makes a great pivot at 4 k I think he's almost a lock for 3x value. And we've seen what those ceiling games look like where he could get you 20, 25 DraftKings points. So just think he's a great play this week, and I'll certainly have exposure. Definitely. 100%, 100% ownership. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's not enough. All right, Gerson, what you got for your uh, for your values here? Yeah, I mean, I went to Hayden Hurt, man. Um, Hayden Hurt, um, he's gotten targeted every week. I mean, he just makes the best of opportunities. He got seven targets, six, six receptions last week, a touchdown, 53 yards. Um, the week before that, he had four targets, 27, tu- 27 yards, and a touchdown. Well, the week before that, it was bad against the Jets, but he's still getting targeted almost an average out about uh, six targets a game. So that's what I want my tight end, and to have he has a touchdown upside. But the thing is, I'm looking at the most, and please keep, uh, please tune in, tune in to the Going for Two show on the Sunday uh, <laughs> Fantasy Show pregame for with Cladis. No, oh, I miss her so much. Uh, <laughs> with Zach, uh, Benny, uh, oh man, Jamie, I, Jamie, and myself. I'm so bad with that, guys. Um, <laughs> you got to write it on your hand or something. Shout out to Jamie, by the way, who's been killing it in Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, he's absolutely representing for going for two big there. Yep, I think he's uh he's he's in. Yeah, we actually have somebody in the top five. Uh, Matthew's yeah, in the top. Matthew Frosty. Yep, dude, killing it. Um, so basically, what I'm looking at is T Higgins. Is he playing or not? If yeah, playing, that's huge this week. I'm that's gonna, probably the biggest injury news this week, right, that we haven't heard about yet. Yeah, if T. Higgins doesn't play, I'm going to have so much hate and hurt, it's going to be sick, dude. Yep, I like it. All right, Tim, we'll go back to you. Give us your other, your other tight end there you got. Yeah, this guy's kind of a punt. You guys know we traditionally like to punt tight end. Uh, this, this week I really like the mid-range, so I'm probably not going to punt as much as I normally got, uh, would. Uh, but the guy that I like is Evan Ingram. This is a guy who's been consistently used this year. For years, we said that Evan Ingram was underused on the Giants. He gets to the Jaguars, and they're like, hey, this guy can actually run routes. Maybe we should get him the ball. So, like, last week, for example, as bad as that Jaguars offense looked, Evan Ingram still hit value. 
So I think at 3,500, you're probably not going to want to have a lot of exposure because there's a lot of good plays this week. But if you're needing an extra 500 or $1,000 and you really love your, your lineup, man, I, I think you could do a lot worse than Evan Ingram. Uh, Indianapolis Colts are bottom five against uh, tight end. Good stuff. All right, uh, Gerson, you got one more guy there that's pretty pretty cheap. He's been talked about in the chat a little bit. Talk about him. Oh, Zach, want, uh, Zach Gentry? Zach Gentry, yep. Yeah, yeah I mean, Zach Gentry. Uh, oh, fuck, that reminds me. I got to go fucking find a tight end in my Yahoo League. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Sometimes when you run 22 leagues, you kind of forget who you have who. And then I remind you, it clicks in your head. Zach Gentry, man. Um, I really didn't, like, I was like, all right, let me pull out my projection. Let me add it. Let me do the algorithm. I'm like, ooh. And then I looked into him. I'm like, oh, I know who he is. Because I'm, I'm a dynasty guy. But that Gentry, six receptions, five, uh, six target, five receptions last week, 43 yards. And I believe, I, may, I might be wrong, but this is when after Pat Firemuth got hurt, right? So um, Pat Firemuth is out, and he's coming in at 2% ownership. At 2.6K, this is a good way that you can pay up for those top stacks. This is a good way that you can pay up, if you're not starting Kelsey, of course, uh, for those top wide receivers. You're not going to pay up for running backs, trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we touched on all the tight ends. Let's go ahead and get to the running backs. It's time for running backs. <laughs> running backs. All right, uh, Tim, we'll start with you here. Give me one of your elite running backs. I'm glad you went to me first, Jeff, because Gerson just hit on something that I wanted to talk about. We, we talked about on top of the show that everybody's going to be paying up at quarterback. Everybody's going to be paying up at wide receiver, maybe paying up at tight end. Nobody is really looking to pay up at running back this week. So if you want to be contrarian, if you want to be different this week, you can pay up at running back and you're automatically going to be different. Right. There's going to be three or four guys that are going to be in 30, 40 percent of lineups. Uh, and one guy that's not going to be in nearly enough lineups this week, in my opinion, is going to be Saquon Barkley. Right. Saquon Barkley is kind of the theme of, of the year. Right. Like the reemergence of Saquon, you know, and the Ravens who you think, oh, yeah, the Ravens are good against the run. They have not been good against the run at all this year. Right. So we see the usage of Saquon gets they've lined him up at Wildcat. Right. They're finding every way to take advantage of Saquon. And then I think that I mean, obviously, the Giants beat my Packers last week. Right. So, like, I had to deal with the fact that the Giants are they're still the worst four and one team of all time. But uh, they're actually like they're legit. They know how to game plan. They know when to run the ball. They know how to take advantage of Saquon. And, and I think he's going to go under own this week. I really do. At seventy seven hundred. Um, he's still too cheap, in my opinion. He's got that nine K upside. So, yep. Uh, I, if I'm paying up for a running back this week, it's Saquon. Yeah, I'm surprised he isn't the top price running back at this point. I mean, he's been he's been pretty good week in and week out. So at seven point seven, he's a steal. All right, Gers- I thought that was like. Go ahead. I thought that was a misprice, like the biggest misprice on the slate. To Agreed. Be Agreed. I mean, I, I think if it wasn't if it wasn't for all these values we're going to talk about, I think he might be much higher owned. But the fact that we have all these values with these high end quarterbacks and receivers, he'll be lower owned than he should be. So I, I agree with Tim on that on that point. Yeah, it really surprised me that the Baltimore Ravens were like you know in the bottom of like yards per carry and yards given up to running backs and yeah. and uh, even like you know just PPR like everything across the board like 
the Ravens defense used to be so good and now it's, it's average trash. at best. Yeah, it's like trash. They're, they're winning games with smoke and mirrors, I feel like. Yep. All right, Gerson, talk about uh Uncle Lenny. Yeah, man. I mean, Uncle Lenny finally retired right? last week. Uh, he got the opportunity. He did he? I'm not sure because the, the Rashad White match rate went up, but he got the valuable opportunity. Yep. That's what mattered. Um, Leonard Fournette to me, I'm looking for his price. I'm looking for the game environment, which they're going to dominate, by the way. You know, um, to me, it's just so hard for me to like think that he's not going to get at least a touchdown in this game. You know, uh, but to what I tell people, you have. You're going to have to, he's coming in at 15% ownership against Pittsburgh. They're going to go up. They're going to fucking blow them out. That defense is one of my favorite defenses this week, and they're going to pick pick it apart. No pun intended on that. Uh, they're <laughs> going to pick pick it apart, whether it's like pass rush or they're going to pick sick him. God damn it. I got to stop that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, 7,400. The bottom, uh, I think they're bottom six in DVOA against the run, too. Uh, J.J. Watt's not there no more. That defense, they just lost Minka Fitzpatrick. That defense is horrendous. 7,400. Give me him as one of those top running backs. Honestly, I, I get the whole Barkley hype, but I think Uncle Lenny, and this, he can be just as much as good as Barkley, Agreed. too. Yeah, two things I had on Uncle Lenny. One, we obviously saw the pass game usage we got last week against Atlanta. Right. For a long time, he was strictly a runner, but they've proven they will throw him the ball. Uh, it's not just Rashad White. And the other thing, you guys know, I love Vegas line movement. This got this line opened at five and a half. It's up to nine and a half. At one point, it was ten and a half. So they know this game is going to be an absolute blowout. They're going to run the ball in the second half. Uh, I love Uncle Winnie this week. He's probably my other favorite uh, pay up running back as well. Good stuff. All right. So I definitely had those two guys on my list, but uh there is one more guy I wanted to mention, and it's it's Aaron Jones versus the Jets. The Packers last week, I think, forgot who their two best players were on the slate. Uh, I mean, on the on their team, Aaron it Jones. Hurt me. It really hurt. And they were saying it live on the broadcast that the other team knew that their best package was when they had AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field, and the Packers were like, "Damn, it would be really great if we just stopped doing that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Dylan. Dylan had like I had eight. some frustrating losses, but that one hurt me in a special way. Yeah, that one was pretty bad. I think Rodgers had a, a season high thirty nine pass attempts. Uh, I mentioned AJ Dylan. He had, he averaged eight yards per carry, but somehow he only got six carries. I don't know how you you, you managed to do that, but I think they realized mm-hmm. what they did. They kind of go back to what they were what was working. They use Aaron Jones in the passing game and in the running game. Jets are bad against both, so it won't matter at seven point six with that you know the price depressed value or depressed price at seven point six. Uh, I think Jones is a great play versus the Jets as well. If you want to pivot off those two guys we just mentioned, all right, we'll move down into the uh, to the mid tier. Lock, lock it, it in. in. All right, uh, we'll go to you, Tim, on this lock it in. You got your lock it in for the middle tier here. I do. It's Ramondre season. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, he is the absolute lock this week in cash. He's going to be very high-owned, and for good reason. Obviously, Damian Harris is out. Um, You guys know I always talk about the charts that I post in my thread. Uh, Last week, that's what got me on Nick Chubb. So it's a combination of when a good rushing offense plays against a bad rushing defense, 
And up there in the top right-hand corner is the New England Patriots, right? So the Cleveland Browns used to be pretty good against the run, but this year they've been terrible. Uh, according to uh, DVOA, they are 32nd against the run. So you're talking about a guy who's getting the usage on the ground, getting the usage through the air, and getting the usage around the goal line. Uh, I don't know how he is so cheap. DraftKings, I guess, did not price him up enough. At 6K, he's still too cheap. His usage indicates he should be like 7,000, at least 7,500. So uh, lock Ramondre in and feel good about it. Yeah, I think he's going to be one of the highest owned in, in cash overall. So I, I do like Ramondre. Or he's the highest owned. He's sure. yeah, the sure. highest owned. I think he's the highest owned player to play right now on all my on all my ownership right now. Hold on, let me double check that out. Yeah, he is. Oh, actually, no, he's not. There is one other running back I thought would be higher, and we haven't got to him yet. So, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gerson, we'll go to you. Give us your pivot play before I give you my play here in the mid tier. Give me, give me your pivot play on this slate. I was actually hoping that you would break him down, but okay. So, <laughs> um, it's Mister Jeff Wilson, man. Not well, Jeff, Jeff Lambert, Jeff Wilson. You know, kind of. <laughs> no, man. Um, I've been impressed how well he actually runs, man. But he's getting the opportunity. That's all that matters, right? 17, 18, uh, 12, 18. I mean, those are pretty good opportunities. He's also getting targets, too. He's not going to make the best of it, but... Oh, I think we're losing Garson again. Not again. <laughs> no. it's, it's, shit. <laughs> he's back. You're good. You're good. Keep going. Nope, we lost him. All right, so I'll, I'll finish breaking down Jeff Wilson until we can get uh, Gerson back on. The, the biggest thing for Jeff Wilson, and I think I've said over the last couple of years, is he didn't look explosive when he came back from those injuries. Well, that changed. He looked explosive all of a sudden. Uh, I think it was two games ago where he just broke that 40-yard run, and he looked like the fastest guy in the field. I think they clocked him at 25 miles an hour, which I don't know if it was real or not, but uh, he definitely looked explosive. He's Whatever he lost with those injuries, he's definitely got it back. Uh, so I do think at 6.2 with that running team first mentality, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. at 6.2 is a is a great pivot off some of the chalk plays, uh, which I'll go ahead and mention another one of the. He's back. Go ahead, King. As soon as I got your internet reception, you breaking him down. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to my guy here. Lock it in. All right, so my lock it in this week is Alvin Kamara at 6.7 against Cincinnati. Uh, really, it's quite simple. There's no Landry, no Michael Thomas. We saw him last week get a ton of volume in both the passing game and the running game. It'll be the Alvin Kamara show once again this week. Uh, so Kamara at 6.7. Again, you know, we're talking about all these pay down running backs, but if you're not going to pay down with some of these guys we're about to talk about, Alvin Kamara is a great play there in the mid tier at 6.7. Uh, so he's probably he's going to be my my lock it in this week, uh, and I'm going to try to fit him in with uh, Ramondre Stevenson and the and the guy that Gerson's going to talk about here in just a little bit. Uh, but first, I want to go back to you, Tim, because you got one more guy we hadn't talked about in the mid tier. Who uh, Brees Hall? I want to talk about Brees Hall. All right. Um, yeah, I mean that's that was Jared's call last week. I will say this was the biggest surprise for me last week. Not that he did well, but he did as well as he did. If it wasn't for the fact he got, you know, sniped, Mike Tolberted by Michael Carter twice at the goal line, Brees Hall would have had a 40-point game. So I like my Packers this week. I'm trying not to homer it up too much, but I do think they win this game. Uh, But I think the game script fits Brees Hall. 
He's seen more snaps every single week. We've seen how they use him in the passing game. Zach Wilson last week apparently figured out how to throw the ball to a running back. So that was a huge development. I still don't think he's expensive enough at 5,800. Um, I, I love uh, Brees Hall this week. He would have been a lot more popular if we wouldn't have uh, had some of the value open up due to injury. Yep. Um, I think early in the week, he was probably projected 15 to 20%. He's probably down around 10%. Uh, we'll see what he actually comes in last person when he gets back. But yeah. Gerson is absolutely on that hotel Wi-Fi right now. <laughs> yeah, Ch- check it in on that free. I don't know if you guys, if you guys are really old, you'll remember this. And they used to send out the free CDs in the in the mail to get internet. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's, they used to have. Juno, you know, that's what he's on right now. He's on that free CD internet checking in. Uh, but yeah, Brees Hall is my favorite. <laughs> just in Utah. No, Brees Hall is my favorite play. That's not a. Uh, not one of the core guys this week. Yeah, Brees Hall last week, because I, I haven't been season long, was super frustrating. Uh, you know, last week I missed a lot of the early games. I was at a pumpkin patch uh, with barely any service. I get a notification that Brees Hall's got a 98-yard catch but didn't score a touchdown. I'm like, how is that even possible? But sure enough, he got stopped at the one-yard line. They bring in Michael Carter. He gets a touchdown. So that was kind of frustrating. But uh, yeah, Brees Hall, Brees Hall's a beast. So uh, I definitely agree there. All right, we're going to move down into the value tier. Hopefully, we'll get Gerson back here in just a minute because his lock of the week is in the value tier here. Uh, Tim, why don't you take it off first here? Give me one of your value guys. Yeah, so the big thing that opened up today is Darrell Henderson, right? Cam Akers is officially ruled out. Darrell Henderson will get the start. He is 5,100. He is one of those guys I mentioned I expect to be very popular this weekend. I think everybody will have Ramondre Stevenson in cash. I think everybody will have Gerson's guy in cash. And then I think the third guy will be either people who pay up for Alvin Kamara, pay down for, uh, or Daryl Henderson, or one of the guys we're going to talk about here in a second. So I have seen, obviously, the struggles the Rams offensive line have had. Uh, but if there's anything that gets right, it's running the ball against Carolina. They have been terrible against the run. Um, they've actually been more of a run funnel than anything else because they've been pretty good against the pass. So we know Sean McVay likes to run the ball, particularly around the end zone. He's not going to wow you with one of those 60-yard runs, but I think he could get you 80 yards and a touchdown, maybe four or five catches, and more than pay off that 5,100 salary. All right, good stuff. And while we got Gerson, looks like he's on his phone here. Let's go ahead. He and is the, on the phone cam. Hit, I love it. Hit the drop. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. All right, Gerson, before we lose you here, we give give us your uh, your me? lock. Yeah, we can hear you. Before we lose you, give us your lock. I don't think he can hear us. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's stall some more here. Let me we go to. We haven't had one of these shows in a long time. It has man. been a while. It definitely has been a while. <laughs> All right, let's let's try to go to. So I'm gonna stall a little bit longer here. See if he can get his internet worked out. Uh, I'm gonna pick another value guy that's not his lock of the week. In uh, ETN, ETN's a a super pivot off some of the chalk plays. Uh, the Colts are actually number two versus the run, uh, which means I think James Robinson will struggle once again for the third week in a row. ETN will get a ton of targets out of that backfield. He's been getting more and more of the workload over the last couple of weeks. I think he had five targets and 10 carries last week. So uh, if you're not paying for some of the guys that we keep dancing around, not talking about because we're waiting for Gerson to get back on here, if you're not playing one of those guys, uh, ETN at 5K uh, versus Indy is not a bad play either. All right. Uh, I guess you could talk about the uh, the the other 
chalkier play here, Mr. Ken Walker, until he gets back. I will. Yeah, I'm trying not to talk about Gerson's guy here, but he's he's dying. Uh, yeah, it is exactly. Uh, chat knows who it is already. We're gonna talk about Ken Walker, right? Uh, Kenneth Walker the third. No, uh, this was the guy that was the no no question lock in cash uh, basically until today, right? And, and I think now he's kind of a split. Um, you know, Rashad Penny we saw had that terrible injury last week. He had already been kind of splitting with Ken Walker up to that point. And then Kim Walker came in and bust a large run, right? Uh, almost had a touchdown run. Uh, and he's going to get all the work this week, right? So uh, Arizona Cardinals have been pretty stingy against the run. Uh, but one note that I had, again, in my thread this week is that their top or uh, bottom five in terms of uh, giving up points to passes to running back. So if they use Ken Walker a little bit in the passing game this week, maybe he'll pay off. Um, I, You know, I think... Ramondre is, or sorry, not Ramondre. Uh, I think I probably prefer Henderson a little bit more at uh, $300 less. But if you can afford $400, I think I prefer Priest Hall over both of them. Good stuff. All right, Gerson, let's try this again. Let me hit the drop. Lock, Lock it. it in. All right, you got like five minutes before you go out again. Give us your lock. No, I think we're good. I think I figured out the problem. Um, it's called uh, Never Connect Your Laptop. Okay. <laughs> um, back, uh, yeah, it's Eno Benjamin, man, man. Um, we were talking about the highest owned running back this week, and it was definitely Eno Benjamin. I was so shocked because I thought it could be Ramondre, but it makes sense because he, he's almost a thousand dollars cheap. No, he's almost what, seven hundred dollars cheaper? I think he's no, fi- fifteen hundred, yeah, fifteen hundred um, cheaper, yeah, fifteen hundred. So, like, give me him, great matchup. I mean, you can run on them, the South Seahawks. You can pass on them. You can basically do anything you want with them. I mean, like, I'm not trying to take advantage of a team, but this is definitely a team you want to take advantage of. And just like the Lions, they allow you to score anyway. And, um, I mean, I know the New England Patriots didn't score a lot on the Lions, but fuck, man, they suck on offense. But they had Bailey Zappi. But give me Geno Smith. Give me this whole offense. And uh, they're going to score. And give me... Kyler Murray and their offense. I love that game environment. I'm going to have a lot of, you know, he's probably going to be one of the highest on running back for me, along with, I know you guys already talked about them because my fucking internet sucks thick. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Kenneth Walker, Eno, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Brees Hall. They're probably going to be very core running back. Those three guys are going to be a core running back. And then Ramon <laughs> Stevenson, of course. Anyone in Dallas, your name is so I, I want to tell you guys real quick in the pre-show i i called this the Bilal powell play and if you guys have been playing dfs long enough to remember Bilal powell he was a guy that was a second you know backup pass catching running back for the jets who got you know thrust into a starting role and i was like oh man i don't know if this guy can carry the load and then looked like a complete dumbass when gerson was like tim tim you got to play this guy you got to play this guy tim and i was like i don't know g G was right, as he usually is. These guys that you think are just bit players, when they get the opportunity, uh, they get the work. You know, he, I, I, I kind of, you know, poor man's, uh, poor man's Alvin Kamara is what I kind of think his workload is going to be in this game. He's probably going to get 10 to 12 rushes, probably four to five uh, receptions. And at 4,600, that's just way too cheap. Stone cold lock and cash. He's the closest thing we've had to a free square in a long time. Yeah, all year, I think. Gerson, you Go want ahead, to chime G. in? Go ahead, G. 
I know I have the AOL, AOL CD and internet, you know. Sorry, guys. But <laughs> I know you guys are my boys. And you guys told the people, Daryl Henderson is not the best play, right? No. Not the best play, no. Mm. Okay. So he's a play, but honestly, terrible offensive line. It hasn't worked all year with either running back. Quarterback Matthew Stafford is dealing with a, a weenus injury. And, um, like, come on. Like, I'm, I'm, you got Ramon Gay, you got Breeze Hall, you got Kenneth Walker, and you got Eno Benjamin. Much better option. Yep, agreed. Those are the core five. You're not going to pay up for running back. Those are the core five. Agreed. All right, let's get to the receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. All right. Uh, we both have, uh, we all have sort of the same guys here. So uh, I'll, I'll go to you first, Gerson, since you've been cutting in and out all show. You haven't had a chance to talk too much. So you get to go first here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cutting that. I'm good. <laughs> I had to do that. There's only one time I get that chance to do that. Now, uh, I mean, the guy is going to be the highest owned wide receiver on his slate. The guy is Mr. Stefan Diggs, man. Um, great matchup. Nobody on Kansas City is going to cover him. Nobody. I mean, I think they have a cornerback that's like, I think on um, PFF, he's actually ranked pretty well. But really, Devontae Adams just roasted his ass. So, I mean, if, if Devontae Adams and Stefan, if Devontae Adams can do it, Stefan Diggs can do it. I mean, I'm not saying, I think Devontae Adams may be a little bit better than him, but not that far off. But him and Stefan Diggs, but then again, Josh Allen is like heaven to hell better than Derek Carr. Yeah. So, yeah. Here we go. Um, 8,400. You're going to have to pay up for him, though. The ownership is coming at 18%. He's going to be the highest, the second highest owned wide receiver. Great matchup, great game environment. I'm going to have so much to find that it's, I, and, and this happened, what, two weeks ago? We were all in on him yep. against the Miami Dolphins. And he didn't really do that good. He, I think he had like, what, 14 points? Yeah. It was like, what? Yeah, it was 14 points. Like, sure. But, I mean, I think that was the game that Tua got hurt, right? Like, first, the first yeah. game he got hurt. So, I mean, give me, just give me Stephon Dig, man. Like, honestly, he can, he can go. I haven't projected for 25 points. Yeah, lock him in, basically. If he. Can you dig it, sucker? <laughs> All right, Tim, what you got for one of your elite guys? Yeah, I love Stephon Diggs. Obviously, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him. Um, I'm going to take the guy that neither one of you have, which is shocking to me, and that's Mike Evans. I mentioned at the top of the show, I think this is a Brady week. I think everybody's going to look away from Brady because he didn't really go off last week like people expected him to. Still had a good game. One of those things was that Mike Evans should have scored a touchdown. They took it away. Video replay said he was down at the one. And Uncle Lenny got to walk in. So I think this week, you know, we saw how terrible uh, the Steelers' defense was last week. Stephon Diggs just ran all over them. And I think Mike Evans is going to do the same thing this week. We already talked about it. No TJ Watt, no Minka Fitzpatrick. Basically the worst team against the pass in the league this year. Mike Evans at 7K, lock it in. If I could have two locks, my other lock would be uh, Mike Evans. All right, good stuff. Man, I think you missed out on one thing, man. I'm going to share it later on with uh, his opposite wide receiver, buddy. <laughs> no, he ain't right. All right, last week, this was my lock of the week. Unfortunately, it did not pay off. Mr. Debo Samuel going uh, to Atlanta. 
at 7.6. His price has come down a little bit uh, since last week. Uh, we've talked about this offense a little bit already with Jeff Wilson. We've mentioned George Kittle. We've mentioned Jimmy G. So why not just put the receiver in there too? Put Debo Samuel, 7.6. The good thing about the 49ers, their offense isn't like explosive, but the targets are very condensed. You know where they're going. They're going to be going to Debo. They're going to go to George Kittle. They're going to hand off to Jeff Wilson. And that's basically it. Those are the guys you want. And then they're, all the volumes go into those guys. So it's easy to play those guys into a stack. So 7.6 Debo is who I got. Uh, because we have so many receivers here, I'm just going to mention the cu- last couple guys that we have in our elite tier. Uh, I have Hollywood Brown against Seattle. We've already mentioned already how high-paced that game is going to be. Uh, Justin Jefferson's also on there at 8,900. Uh, and then uh, that, and Cooper Cup, 9.7. Gerson, you want to say anything about Cooper Cup really quick before we move to the next tier? So I think Cooper Cup right now, I mean, I can't remember the last time that we're going to to get Cooper Cup at 13% owned. I mean, this is a guy that just this is the worst we've seen the Rams, right? Yeah. Like this is not, this In a is while. not the, the Rams we've seen, right? But yet last week he had twenty eight points. The week before that he had twenty nine points. Uh week two he had thirty five points. Week one he had thirty four points. Like and with that what all of a sudden ninety seven hundred might be too much. Okay. Maybe if we if and the only reason why you're gonna play Cooper Cup if you're fading that Kansas City and Bills game. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to play him because he's not going to be able to be fit into your price range. Oh, go fuck yourself, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love you, Scott. You know that. But anyway, Cooper Cup to me, now here's the guy. They're gonna, <laughs> no, I mean, like, he's just a target monster. He's going to get everything. Alan Robinson is not the, right, the answer. I think Van Jefferson might come back this week, and maybe that'll help the offense get moved a little bit. But the offensive line is still an issue. And the way I put it, Cooper Cup is the guy that always gets open really quick. So he's going to get the target. He's going to get the ball real quick. And, 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 and trust me, Matthew Stafford is not racist. He just loves Cooper Cup. <laughs> All right, let's move down into the mid-tier, Tim, and give me one of your mid-tier guys. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be the uh, the counterpart to Mr. Steph Diggs, right? Gabe Davis, right? He blew up last week, 6,500 on DraftKings. Uh, we saw him obviously blow up in the divisional game last year. He scored two touchdowns in like 48 seconds or something crazy like that. Uh, I love Gabe Davis this week. Um, we've talked about it. Kansas City's corners are kind of trash, particularly on the outside. We see how they like to use him around the uh, red zone. I love guys obviously get the red zone usage. Uh, again, one of my charts, Bills are number one in terms of red zone pass ex- uh, over expectation. So when they get in there, they're throwing the ball, they're getting touchdowns, and a lot of those are going to Gabe Davis. So I don't, uh, Garrison, maybe you can tell me what his percentage is. I know it's going to be lower than Stephon Diggs, and he's about 2K cheaper. So yeah. Uh, his percent, and I was kind of shocked at the percentage that he'd come in. He's at 6%. So yeah, if you yeah. if you're gonna pay it down, yeah, you can go down to him. Um, I'll talk about the rant later on though. All right, Gerson, let's go ahead and just talk about your mid tier guy there. So, uh, so my mid tier guy is Chris Olave. Um, Chris Olave has probably been the most impressive rookie wide receiver to me. Um, a lot of people might say London, but to me, Chris Olave, what he done with the shitty quarterbacks he has. Is pretty impressive. Even the Mark Marcus Murray is pretty shitty too. But 
<laughs> um, I mean, the guy has been consistent. He has hit in the last five games. He has hit two point seven times value, five point nine times value, three percent, three times value, two point seven times value. So almost three times value every single game. And there's no Michael Thomas. Is Jarvis Landry going to play? He's not. He's been ruled out. No Jarvis Landry. And well, the biggest weapon they have outside. Uh, I guess Olave and fucking Jason Hill. Apparently, the Mormon boy can play. Um, <laughs> but I guarantee you this much: Olave is gonna be a stud. Honestly, if fucking like I get it, this whole concussion thing. But when he hit his head on that floor, I was like, damn, he ain't playing this week. And all of a sudden, he passed all those protocols and everything. And I think they said Dalton's not starting, right? It's Jameis. No, it's Jameis it's, not no, starting. It, it, no, it's Dalton. Yeah, it's Dalton. Yeah, Dalton starting. And I like that for him because I think he'll get he he's gonna get a pepper with target and he's five point five. That's cheap. That's cheap. I think this guy should be priced six point two, six point three. Yep. Yeah, you mentioned hey. uh Chris Olave's last game he had two point seven uh you know uh value. That was in half a game because he didn't play for the second half of the game. So if he would have yeah. played more, he would even done even better. So I'm sorry, Tim, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, no, you're good. You reminded me with the Saints is that Marshawn Lattimore is out this week. So I actually love Jamar Chase. That was not somebody I put on the sheet. Uh, we didn't talk about T. Higgins, right? T. Higgins is probably the biggest news of the week. If T. Higgins does not play, it obviously shakes things up quite a bit. Uh, I assume at this point he's not going to play. I didn't have Jamar Chase on my sheet, but I love, love, love Jamar Chase uh, this week with no Marshawn Lattimore if T. Higgins doesn't play. Good stuff. He could see 12, maybe even 14 targets in this game. Good stuff. All right. My my favorite mid-tier guy is going to be a very chalk guy. He's actually, at least according to Roto-Grinders, a uh, higher ownership percentage than Stefan Diggs, uh, and that's Tyler Lockett uh, at, at yeah. Arizona, 5.6. I mean, if you look at his last four games, I mean, he's been just killing it. I mean, Geo Smith looks like Russell Wilson out there, and Lockett looks like Lockett of old with catching those deep bombs, and he just looks amazing at 5.6. I don't know what uh, Jackins is thinking about putting that cheap, but uh, what he's been doing right now, he's been amazing, and the Arizona defense is not very good. I think they're 27th DVOA versus the pass, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, so Lockett will be one of those chalk plays, I think, as well in cash that you can get in there. You can get some of those higher-priced guys to pay for. So uh, Lockett's my favorite mid-tier guy. Uh, we'll go back through one more time. Gerson, give me another one of your mid-tiers. Right, this is the last guy I want to talk about in the mid-tier. Um, it's Chris Godwin, man. 6,100 um, against Pittsburgh. No Minka for Patrick. Usually Minka covers the guys that are basically not – he never he never double covers like like Mike Evans. He'll cover like an inside guy coming to him to hit him and whatnot, intercept the ball. But the thing that really got my attention this week, you guys see that press conference with Tom Brady? Yes, the t-shirt narrative. <laughs> yeah. You guys know I hate narrative, but t-shirt narrative is here. Chris Godwin, baby. Well, t- you, you gotta, I don't think Tim knows what it is. You, you got to tell us what it is, Gerson. So Tom Brady is wearing a t-shirt with Chris Godwin on it. So basically, <laughs> Tom Brady's just initiating. We're ready to fucking go. Let's go. He's good. And this is the first week. That he hasn't been on an injury report was questionable. Game time decision. No, nah, this week was he's not on the list. And I think he's good to go. 6,100. I mean, 
think about it. Let's say he used to practice two two K, um, two hundred dollars, right? Five point nine K. You'd be like, oh yeah, I'm all in. That little price difference might make a difference, but it really doesn't. But six point one K against the one of the what, bottom three pass defense in the league. I'll, I'm all in on him, man. And he's coming in at thirteen percent ownership. Now, Tim, like we might have to make a little beer bet, dude. Pro <laughs> pack for Godwin versus Mike Evan. Oh yeah, Mike. I'm in. Book it. <laughs> Value or point? Uh, I, they're close enough. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a value. All right, let's go, bro. Let's, let's go. I think it's Evans week. I'll take this. All right. <laughs> I'll just mention real quick a couple of the guys that we didn't talk about mid-tier that we got listed. DK Metcalf. Uh, we got Christian Kirk. I put Juju on there, but he's more of a pivot. He's like a, a pivot play off of, you know, if you're going to stack Mahomes, you can put Juju there at 5.2. He's just, he's just too cheap. Uh, he hasn't done much. He's been getting eight targets a game pretty much every single game that he's been playing, but just hasn't been doing much with them. Uh, so those are the other mid-tier guys. We'll move down now, Tim, into the to the value tier. Go ahead and give us one of your value guys. Yeah, I see Jamie just hopped in, man. We gave him a shout-out earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who I want to talk about. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll talk about DJ Moore. And nobody wants to talk about DJ Moore, so I'll talk about DJ Moore. Um, this look, this is a little bit of narrative street, right? A little bit of stats, right? So PJ Walker is expected to start for Carolina this week. His target share with DJ Moore last year when he played was insane. It was almost 30%. DJ Moore's price has come all the way down to 5,100. And Rams are bottom five in, uh, in terms of fantasy points given up to wide receivers. So all of those things line up. And there's also the narrative street where they just fired their coach right? Sometimes the first game with the new coach, you see the teams really show up. We know how bad this Rams offensive line can be. If there's any narrative street where PJ Walker just forces 10, 12 targets to DJ Moore this week, he's going to absolutely smash that 5,100 price tag. So uh, we talked about, we like Cup, we like Higby. If you're going to do a Ram stack, uh, definitely run it back with DJ Moore. I like it. I, I've actually called this DJ Moore week. This is it. This is right. This is the this is the one. I almost got real spicy and put him as my lock of the week, but I just I couldn't pull the trigger on that one because I love DJ Moore. I think he's going to be good this week at five point one. He's his price is cheaper than it's ever been. So yeah, I'm all in on DJ Moore. Gerson, give us one. Seen the Nick, what was you guys ever seen the Nick, the Nick Young meme when he goes like this? <laughs> That's the way I feel about DJ Moore right now. Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad for me because I have a lot of them in in season long, just not uh just not doing. You, it. I know you do. I uh, know you do. It's brutal. It's brutal. All right, Gerson, what you got for your mid tier? Uh, my mid tier right now. Well, it didn't value tier. No? Value. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, value tier. So my value tier, I'm gonna give you guys a pivot about that. So. DJ Moore, there's other guys and anything, but my pivot is gonna be a guy not named DJ, but his name is Sky Moore. Sky Moore is 3.5k, and I believe in this game environment, the Chiefs have to get creative. They have to get creative, more creative than they have the whole season. I mean, they face the Raiders. You don't gotta just get creative against them. I mean, shit, but. Against the Bills, let's say they put up 45 points. Let's say the Chiefs put up 31 points. There's going to be points to have, you know. And Sky Moore, he, would, he has a draft capital and everything. And, like, this, this would be like a guy that we would think would be a sick call, right? Like, 
probably a sick call. But to me, I don't think he's a sick call. I think he's going to get involved. Every week, he's been getting more reps and everything. He's been getting more snapshots. And honestly, I think this is the week where he breaks out. I think, and honestly, this is just a fucking, like, GPP play. Don't play him in cash games. Yeah, Don't be not. having, like, heavy exposure to him. And I'll talk about it later on in the rant. But Guy Moore to me is a great value play, 3.5K. And it's just hard for me to, like, find those 3K wide receivers that I think it's risky, but this is a GPP play for me. I wouldn't be shocked because they have to get creative in this game. They have to get creative in this game. There's no way they're going to keep up with the Bills. I know last year they won in the playoff and whatnot, but they didn't. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey won that game. Gabriel Davis, you know, he gave it his all. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right, so we're running a little bit long, so I'm just going to mention in the last few guys, uh, we didn't talk about much. Uh, Rondo Moore, 4.2 is a pretty good price. Uh, in that high total game. George Pickens, uh, 4.6. I have Devin DuVernay since Bateman is out. Uh, They've been finding ways to get Devin DuVernay the ball. So I think that at 4.7, he's a good play against the Giants. Uh, And Alec Pierce, I don't love that play. Uh, I think their cornerbacks there are pretty tough in Indy. But at 4.3, he's somebody you can kind of look at for being a cheap play as well. Uh, Matt Ryan kind of looked his way a ton last week, so he could be an interesting play as well. Uh, Let's go ahead. I also love George Pickens this week. Uh, last week against Buffalo's you know, defense, he still scored 15 points. This week he gets uh, Tampa Bay, gives up a little bit more to wide receivers. So I love Pickens, particularly in your Brady, uh, Brady stacks. Good stuff. All right, let's get to the defenses. Defense, 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 defense. So last week, uh, it's the first time in a while that the, the chalk defense actually did what the chalk defense we smashed. all hoped. Yeah, just smashed. So uh, definitely good with the Dallas Cowboys last week. So, Tim, what you got this week? Yeah, I talked about it earlier. It's going to be the Carolina Panthers. A uh, little bit of narrative, a little bit of stats. Obviously, we talked about how bad the Rams offensive line have been, uh, bottom five in terms of stacks given up. Uh, But we get a little bit of, like I said, narrative street here. The Panthers get a home game. Uh, I believe the Rams are coming uh, west to east, right, for this game. Uh, And then they get to uh, tee off on Matthew Stafford, right? So this year I'm looking at it right here. So in terms of sack potential, right, they are, let's see here, 9%. So they're giving up a sack on over 9% of all their snaps. So, I mean, if you factor that out, you know, 40 snaps, right, you're looking at four sacks. Maybe they get a turnover at 2,400. They're just, uh, I mean, they're the cheapest, right? They're the cheapest D. Hunt all the way down and pay up for Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, all the other guys we talked about. Good stuff. We lost Gerson again. Uh, so uh, I put this defense on here. I, it's a little crazy, but uh, the Bills versus Kansas City, we talked about how high scoring this is going to be. But at 2.7, the Bills defense has put up double digits a couple times this year and it's going to be a lot of passing i know we talked about it before with with you know you pass a ton you might throw interceptions 2.7 if you really want to pivot i I don't mind playing the bills here uh it's a little bit of risky play obviously gpp only and you got to kind of hope that the 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 chiefs kind of struggle a little bit but uh, it's a a cheap price for a really good defense number one in the league at 2.7 even if it's against the chiefs all right, we got Gerson back here. So we talked about the, the Panthers a little bit, the Bills a little bit. Uh, who do you have, Gerson, for your defense? Yeah, just give me a Tampa Bay defense. Um, give me, can you hear me? Yep. 
Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Okay, I thought I was waiting for a response. All right, give me Tampa Bay defense against the Atlanta Falcon. Uh, Mariota's not going to be able to handle that defense at all. At all. They're going to put press on him. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you're one of the best. Oh, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Keep going. Keep going. Can you hear me now? Yep, we yeah, can yeah, hear you. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, I can't hear you. You couldn't hear me. But yeah, just give me, give me Tampa Bay. Hey, guys, and honestly, I think Tampa Bay defense will be a top defense this week. That's the way I put it. <laughs> good they're stuff. Gonna like, they're going to be that 20 point defense, but you're going to have to pay up for them. Yeah, Gerson is yeah, like on one point five speed right now. He like, you listen to a podcast? He's trying to talk really fast so he doesn't get cut off again. He's on one point five right now. <laughs> hey, so if you are gonna pay up for defense this week, I, first of all, I love the Tampa Bay call. But one guy, uh, one team, me and Gerson both had is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last time they played Indianapolis Colts, they broke the slate for twenty one DraftKings points. Uh, if you can get up to three K this week, I think it's worth paying the extra six hundred. Uh, Matt Ryan has looked terrible. I had some stats showing he's actually the worst uh, quarterback statistically in the league in some metrics this year. Uh, basically, only Justin Fields is getting sacked more than Matt Ryan. So if you can pay up to the Jags this week. If you can afford that 3K price tag, uh, it's well worth the well worth the cost. All right, let's go ahead and get to our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. All right, Tim, Gerson is out once again, so uh, we'll go to you first here for your stack. Yeah, so we talked about I love the Bills game, uh, but I'm going to go with the second game. That's where I'm going to get a lot of my exposure to. That's Arizona and Seattle. So I'm going to go with a Kyler Murray, Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz, and bring it back with Mr. Tyler Lockett. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm actually going the opposite direction on the same game. I got Geno. Uh, Lockett, who I mentioned earlier, you can actually put uh, Kenneth Walker in that stack as well. Bring it back with Hollywood Brown. Uh, I haven't heard Metcalf was questionable. Have we heard? Is he playing? Yeah, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. I actually didn't see that you had that stack. If I would have seen that, I would have gone Brady, Evans, Godwin, and bring it back with George Pickens. Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of exposure to that too. Another good one. All right, Gerson is back again for the the ninth time tonight. Gerson, give us your stack. Oh, man, ten times a time, baby. <laughs> you know, everything. Hey. All the money this week, man. Hey guys, tonight, like that night that I go to the club, I just hit on that girl. Last time I get rejected ten times a time, and I still get late. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, man. Um, I talked about this game all day, and I'm gonna keep talking about it all night too. Um, give me Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, and Sky Moore. Sky Moore is my pivot. He can be very lowly owned. That's the only way you're going to fit that stack. There's no other way with the value play. Yep. Agreed. That's a great stack there. All right. We got a new segment tonight. Uh, we're calling it G's GPP Strategy Minutes. Uh, he wanted to have a, a, a few minutes here to kind of break down some strategies for GPPs this week. So, Gerson, you got the floor. So, this week is very tough. This week is going to be one of those weeks that. Either going all in or going all out, you know. Um, with the the KC and Bills game, I'm going all in. And honestly, I'm gonna have so much exposure to them. But the way I'm gonna be different, I'm gonna have if I had to do 150 rosters, I'm gonna do 75 rosters with only one player from each team. So it means Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, and then Kelsey or one of those cheaper wide receivers on Kansas City. And honestly, I'm going more all in on Josh Allen. 
So that's what it is right there. But if I'm going just to pivot away from that, I'm going to go to those other games. I'm going to be different. I'm going to go to Bill. I'm going to go to the Arizona Cardinals, the Seattle game. And I'm going to go to the Tampa Bay game that Tim liked. I believe that, right? Tim, you like that game? Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and just stack them with uh, maybe Drake London or something. But the way I put it to you guys, guys, it's going to be very hard for you to fit the whole stack of Kelsey, Dig, Gabriel Davis, and Allen. The only way you're going to do that is by fitting very shit value. Don't do it. You can try, but it's not going to work. I've seen it. I've seen people do it. Like I told you, try to balance it. I've seen people do. Yeah. It's always what do we what do we call on the show? We do a GPP stack. It's a quarterback with two wide receivers and a run back, right? But I think this is a week where you're going to do a quarterback, one wide receiver, one wide receiver on the other side, or tight end, and that's it. You can't afford the top stack. The only way you're going to do that. If you do Josh Allen, Gabriel Davis, Clear Secure, Isaiah McKenzie, yeah. or Sky Moore. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's the only way you're going to do that. You can do that. Yeah. And that's the way cheap. The only way you're going to pay up for Kelsey in a, in a stack with Josh Allen is going to be Gabriel Davis, Secure McKenzie. McKenzie's 5,000 too. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can do that. But to me, to be honest with you guys, if I'm going all in on that game, it's that way. If not, I'm going to pivot to another way to make it very different. And we've seen this happen before. I think last year we had the Cowboys against a, a team I can't remember. They had like a 54 over under, and it failed. It can fail. Trust me, it can yeah. fail. But you have to be different. And the only way you're going to be different is by not playing the whole stack. Definitely. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's get to our sick calls. And now, the sick call of the week. So last week, uh, me and Tim both missed on our sick calls. I had O.J. Howard. He had Marquez Callaway. Uh, but in fairness, we all wanted Jared's uh, of sick call. Unfortunately, he got to it first. was Kalir Shakira, who actually... I, I, I picked Jared. I don't know to pick Shakira. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Shakira, Shakira. So I'm going to just cat the victory for all of us because we all had the same the same sick call there. So he, he did hit on that one. All right, uh, Gerson, before we lose you, go ahead and give us your sick call. Hello? Gerson, are you there? Yeah, give us your sick call. Come on. Give us your sick call before we lose you. Hey. <laughs> Did we lose him? Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't lose me. It's Mr. Wandell Robinson, man. Um, not a lot of people even know who this guy is, I bet. I mean... Coming out of Kentucky, uh, Wondell Robinson, he's like as tall as, I don't know how tall Tim, no, Tim's about as tall as me. Um, I am taller than Wondell, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but this guy's actually finally healthy, finally going to play, and I mean, I can't remember the last wide receiver we said that actually existed on the Giants that we knew his, like, was an NFL pedigree wide receiver, you know? I mean, Kenny Galladay's out there, but... I mean, the guy doesn't even care. The ghost, the <laughs> ghost of Kenny Galladay. Really, yeah, it's the yeah. ghost of Kenny Galladay. He, he died in Detroit. I mean, Wandale was getting real hyped this this uh, preseason. Like week one, yeah. there were people considering playing Wandale, and then obviously a bunch of other value open. So we have been waiting for the Wandale breakout. Maybe this is finally the oh, week. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was he, com- he was he was comped a lot to Kadarius Tony in the offseason. And unfortunately, he's been just like Kadarius Tony and he couldn't get on the field. So hopefully this is the week he can get on the field and actually do something. We can see what he can do. So let's 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 pray on that one. All right, Tim, you haven't talked about uh, your team much all night. So uh, what I you did. got here? I specifically did not talk about any Packers tonight so I could save it for this. Uh, I think this game could go a lot of ways, right? I think piss off Aaron Rodgers could come in and just throw four touchdowns and just say, fuck the Jets. I also think they could come in and run Aaron Jones the first half and A.J. Dill in the second half. But if there's one thing we showed last week is that when Aaron Rodgers gets in trouble, he still looks for Randall Cobb. So I'm going to go back to my boy Randall Cobb at 4,400. Uh, looking around at most of the sites this week, it looks like most people are going to be playing Romeo Dubs or, okay, I think G's dying on us in real time here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody's going to be playing Romeo Dubs. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to be playing. Uh, we talked about Rondale Moore. We talked about MVS. We talked about George Pickens. People are going to skip right over Randall Cobb this week, and I actually think he's a great play. Jets actually give up a lot of uh, fantasy points to slot receivers. Uh, I think he had, what, 12 targets last week. So I don't, I don't expect he's going to see that kind of volume again, but seven, eight targets at 4,400, he's going to absolutely smash value. Pretty cheap for sure. All right, so I mentioned uh, when we did tight ends that I didn't have any value tight ends. I actually had one value tight end, but he was my sick cost. I don't want to talk about him. Uh, and that's Noah Fant at 3,000. I know we talked about some cheap tight ends in that same range. Uh, the Cardinals are dead last in points allowed to tight ends. Uh, he's only 3K. Uh, he's been seeing a little bit more work over the last couple of weeks. I think he had five targets last week, so he's getting a little bit more worked in there. Uh, at 3K, if he catches a few passes and maybe he falls into the end zone in this high total game, uh, at 3K, he pays off his salary pretty quickly. And Noah Fane is not a scrub tight end. He's a very athletic tight end. He just hasn't really done much in his career. So I think there's the the chance that we can finally see what Fant can be against this terrible uh, uh, Arizona defense against the, the tight end. So he is my sick call this week. So I don't go tight end usually because they're hard to really pick those cheap tight ends, but I like Noah Fant this week. That's a pretty sick call. It's a pretty sick call. All right, fellas, another podcast in the books. Let's go around the room. Give us your Twitter handle and uh, tell us where we, we can find you at. We'll go to you first, Garrison. Yeah, you can find me at AO.com. With my internet connection. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. I do want to apologize for tonight's show. Um, I had a little uh, Vegas incident that didn't allow me to have my keyboard and my mouse be connected to my computer. So I had to improvise with my laptop. But then I realized one thing. My Ethernet cable is connected to my fucking desktop. So my laptop couldn't pick that up. The bandwidth, there's too much, you know... Uh, only fans and all that. No, I'm <laughs> uh, no, I apologize tonight, guys. Jeff, Tim, you guys carried the show. You guys are the best. And even Jeff, Jetty, Express, you carried it your last week. Honestly, sometimes you guys got to put the team on your backs. I apologize. Um, but you can find me at on the Sunday show. Um, it's gonna be nine thirty my time. I don't know what time it is. Uh, 9 30 my time 11 30 eastern time an, an hour and a half before the games that's when it kicks off an hour and a half before the game with jamie benny uh zach and i we break down all the well i break down the dfs part just showing like i always tell you i give you the answer to the test honestly i'm glad i'm back dude like honestly this was 
this is one of the best part of my week. And you guys killed it last week. Hopefully we can we can kill it for you guys this week. Definitely. And at Fantasy BFS on Twitter. Yeah. So quick shout out to the Sunday show last week, Jared. We talked about filled in really uh, you know, filled in well. Uh I, I saw last week it was like any any start sit question, I'm pretty sure they got right. Like I was sitting there as I always do, making my lineups on Sunday, right? Making my last, you know, tinker. Right, tinkering a little bit on Sunday morning, and I heard people, sh- you know, putting in all kinds of start sit questions. It seemed like every single time when they picked between two, they were nailing it. So, gotta listen to the Sunday show. What else you gotta do is get into the DFS roundtable group on Facebook. Check out my weekly NFL chat. Not only do I have the charts and graphs, but I also have all the listener leaks that you gotta get into. All kinds of great stuff in there. So hop in. You can also find me on Twitter at Keto DFS. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. I want to promote one more time our Discord. We're trying to get more DFSers in our Discord. Uh, We've got plenty of season-long guys in there, but the Discord DFS channels have been a little bit uh, quiet. Uh, We did have some some traffic over the last couple of days. Got some guys talking in there. So uh, if you're not on Discord, go check out my Twitter. It's right there in my bio. Uh, Or you can go to goingfor2.com. In the bottom right corner, you'll see the little Discord logo. Click on that. Take you right to our Discord. Uh, we got DFS, we got season long, we got daily prop bets, uh, we got a little bit of everything in there. So definitely check that out. All right, I'll fellas. be in there tomorrow, tomorrow night. I'll be in there tomorrow night. Uh, what, is, what? What? What are we? Like Eastern time, seven p.m. <laughs> seven p.m. Eastern. Yeah, well, mountain time. What is that? My time. So I'll be there tomorrow. Check in on Discord. I'll be there. All right, there it is. Gerson's already. All right, so for Tim, for Gerson, I'm Jeff. Uh, Good luck this weekend, and we'll see you all next week. Go Pack Go, baby!